Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Let's talk to Kevin McPherson, been on his hoop scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Kevin, were you one of the lucky ones who was able to make it to Fayetteville yesterday and get a first-hand look at the 2022-23 Arkansas Razorback basketball team? You know, getting the invite to be inside the, the performance center yesterday is, I guess, getting like one of those Willy Wonka golden tickets to the, factory, <laughs> to the chocolate factory. That's, I wow. felt that kind of exciting. Because, wow. you know, I love basketball. I, yeah. You know. That's my analogy. I got yeah. there early. <laughs> I got there early, about an hour early. Yeah. Really? Um, Did you have some Willy Wonka yeah, chocolate with you I when you went in? <laughs> <laughs> I, I got there a little bit early just because I wanted to record a little, you know, sort of an introduction of what was going on for the day outside the performance center. And then, of course, I got in and was able to charge my phone up and kind of get some stuff prepared, you know, some pr- preparation for what was ahead. You know, because this is, you know, we got a 40-minute window inside there, and we've been talking for so long about the, you know, when you look at these players collectively, this roster, the length, the size, the upgrades, when you start talking about all those getting bigger, bigger than the average NBA team, uh, you know, height and wingspan-wise, and we knew there was a lot of new uh, athleticism plus athleticism. But it's quite different when you walk in the building and you see them all on the court together and you see it for the first time. Um, and, and it just kind of hits you right away. You're like, this is a big team. And then you start seeing guys like Ricky Council attack the rim and Javon Brazil just in a, just in a up and down, you know, shell drill, full court, uh, fast break transition drill where he gets a pass that's kind of over his head and it looks like it might go out of bounds and he catches it and he doesn't have a good finishing angle, but he does one of those. Dan Gafford, uh, Daniel Gafford matrix moves where all of a sudden now it looks like an easy layup. Um, It's just, you know, Jordan Walsh, his strides, getting end-to-end and his ability to take a rebound and go coast-to-coast, you know, and and then finish, you know, with a a vicious slam dunk. I mean, all of these guys, you know, I just mentioned three names of players that to me are going to be able to produce Sports Center top ten highlights on a regular basis. You know, we go back to Michael Qualls, and, and you know we've had other guys, but you know you're lucky to have one of those guys on your team. Well, Arkansas's got three of them, and then I look in the backcourt and I see Nick Smith Jr. at six five with a six nine plus wingspan. Uh, Anthony Black pushing six eight now, big, athletic. Positionally, these guys are huge because of the things they can do. It's not just about their size. Then you add in what they can do. And Anthony Black at the point. Yet Nick Smith is a combo that can play off the ball and on the ball. They're both going to be on the ball a lot, sharing those duties. Um, and, and you see Arkansas shift into five on five yesterday, and these guys are not just running a fast break; they're executing. They're they're you know their IQs are so at such a level that they're making plays. They're seeing the play. They're making adjustments based on what they see, and then they're making the right decisions, and they're giving easy scores to these guys that can get up above their and finish. This has not been Arkansas basketball. Even the last two years, as good as they've been, they've been more small ball. Even Jalen Williams was not an above-the-rim player of an outstanding player. And I'm not saying Arkansas is just, you know, 
going to be that much better than what it has been, but I do think the pieces are there. When you look at it, you say they've got multiple first-round draft picks in this lineup, and, and we expect that with three five-stars. But then to see it in person and you, and, you, and you start to see it unfold and see these guys play together, and it's only July. Now, I'm not saying that they're a finished product or that they look like world beaters, but the, the, the collective, the, the individual parts and bringing them in collectively, it's all there. It's all there, and I think, you know, what's the common denominator when you replace 11 scholarship players over your 13 that are newcomers? The common denominator is Eric Melsman, and we've seen what he's done taking whatever he has and making it into not only a winner, but, you know, a top-ten team. And, uh, you know, back-to-back Elite Eights and back-to-back National Final top-ten rankings prove that this team's going to come into the season preseason top-ten ranked. Um, you know, granted, a lot of newcomers, and we know there's been speed bumps along the way in previous years, but I just look at the personnel, and that's what we got to see yesterday for the first time together. I've seen a lot of these guys in person for years, but together, it was impressive. It looks like, I mean, this looks, it looked like what I would assume an NBA practice looks like, because you've got talent, size, athleticism, length, and then you've got a coaching staff that's been there, done that. And I mean, I was honestly blown away at times, guys. I don't, I don't want to get into too much hyperbole, but it was quite impressive. It's the first time that Eric Musselman has really said a lot about the twins that transferred from Rhode Island, making it sound like, of course, you can talk about how any of these guys can fit in the picture, but he was highly complimentary of those two guys, wasn't he? He was. Both of these guys like to get to the rim, and we keep talking about the size, and, and I've t- I mentioned other names, but both of these guys bring something different. Makai at 6'9", is more of a face-up. He's got a, a few more tricks in his bag in terms of the modern big, being able to do some stuff facing up, and Mikhail is more that physical enforcer type. It sticks a little closer to the rim, but both of them like to attack the rim, and, and they both have... You know, there's fluidity in some of the things that they do, so they're not stiffs. You know, they, they, these guys can can move a little bit. And then, you know, we talk, I mentioned Trevon Brazil at 6'10", 7'3", wingspan, can shoot a little bit. Muss is excited about the possibilities of him as a, as a skilled stretch four at 6'10", which, again, he thinks on the next level he'll be a three, a wing. Which, you know, it's just wild to think about, but it's just so many toys he's got up there right now. And I think the Mitchell Twins, yeah, we don't want to overlook them because these are going to be fourth-year guys. They've played. They've been around the block. And I always say this about Musselman. He'll figure out what his rotations are. But if you're there to be coached and you want to get the most out of your experience and you get veteran guys that are not, you know, just learning how to be a college student, they've, they've got a lot of this stuff under their belt and they're already physically grown men, uh, how, you know, how well do they take the coaching? And I think when you look at the Mitchell Twins, uh, because of their some of the things they do, not only in tandem but differently than each other, I think there's going to be opportunities for both of those guys, which always brings me back to the seven-eight rotation that that I you know that Musman's never really wandered far away from. When you look at it from one through thirteen on this roster, it it, it it just doesn't add up. Like, how are you going to do this? It's a nice problem to have, but if he sticks to a tight rotation, there are guys that I saw yesterday that would start for a lot of high-major programs. And maybe some of those guys have to wait their turn another year or later on down the season. You know, we just don't know yet. Uh, But what we do know is whether Muslin sticks to seven or eight, uh, he's changed those through the season. We saw Trey Wade 
jump into that rotation and, and hold on to a starting role. Uh, even if he didn't always play big minutes game to game, some games he did. Uh, but he's got so much matchup versatility now, Musman does, that I've not seen him have because he just hasn't had a lot of bigs there, you know, available outside of maybe one or two that he might use. Now he's got four, and and then all of his backcourt guys are big. I mean, Ricky Council at six six is put together. He's chiseled. Here's a guy that seems like his head's level with the rim every time he dunks, and there's power behind everything he does. And his drive game is really, you know, you know, beyond it, is he going to dunk or not? He's really good putting the ball on the floor, getting the basket. So I think this team's going to use size, athleticism, and length. There may be a lot of bully ball this year, but I know Musman doesn't want to be prototypical physical. He wants there to be skill and guys, you know, maybe passing up a good shot for a better shot. Uh, so he wants that those soft skills and that basketball IQ interjected with all that physical talent. Kevin, what about shooting the basketball? Uh, this was not, and Eric Musman acknowledged, this was not a good shooting team. What did you see in that regards? Because I, I think we all believe Joseph Pinion and probably Nick Smith Jr. are expected maybe to be the best shooters on the team. But what about three-point shooting? What are you seeing there? Yeah, well, you just mentioned the two names that stood out yesterday. When you looked at the shooting drill work, when they're not being defended but it's moving fast, those guys consistently knock down shots. And then when they got into five-on-five, you know, those were two of the guys that made shots when they were, you know, when they took them and made them. Um, and then, you know, I, you know one, one of the pleasant surprises yesterday, I want to bring his name up, is another freshman, Barry Dunning Jr. He is so long at 6'6". He looks like a 6'7", 6'8 guy with all that length. And he was he had a smooth stroke from three, did a lot of nice things out there. It's just a spoil of riches when you look at the talent out there. But the shooting... I think Musman feels confident that beyond Nick Smith and, and a, a guy like Joseph Pinion, uh, he feels like Jordan Walsh is going to be a guy that's going to, you know, in that 3-4 combo forward, and, and, and when he's on the wing and out on the floor, is going to be a guy that's going to be able to knock down threes. He felt he expressed confidence in Trevon Brazil's ability, and, you know, he shot 33% last year as a freshman at Missouri, So, and he took probably one a game. So I think we'll see him do more in terms of shooting the ball and playing in that two-man game. We got so accustomed to seeing Jalen Williams play. These other guys are not quite probably the passers that Jalen was, but we might see a little bit more shooting the ball from a guy like Trevon Brazil um, at, at all three levels, especially above the rim, getting around the basket. And then I think, uh, you know, he mentioned Ricky Kevin, Council. Hold, and hold, even, Kevin, even Anthony Kevin, Black, Kevin. Guess he thinks he'll shoot the three. All right, hold that <laughs> thought. Hold that thought. I know you're fired up, but hang on to that thought. we got to take a break. All right, Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater, along with Kevin McPherson. They're known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Drive Time Sports will continue. And that's Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. Thanks for being with us today. Here from the Hall, which is on Nice Street in downtown Little Rock, as we are preparing for Countdown to Kickoff. K.J. Jefferson, yes, we got him properly identified, who is in Forest City today. K.J. Jefferson, Jalen Catalan, along with Cam Little, and then some former Razorback greats, Matt Jones, along with Ryan Mallett, D.J. Williams, not K.J., but D.J. Williams, and then combine that with Walt Coleman and others. It should be a fantastic night 
And then you get the cream on top of the cake, maybe, maybe not. And that is, um, you get to hear the Buzz staff break down the upcoming season uh, for Arkansas football. So, a lot to uh, enjoy tonight here at the hall. $25 is all it takes, $25 at the door. Our VIP has been sold out. And uh, we want to thank Splash Car Wash, who I'm still waiting on my coupon. Um, <laughs> MSS Oil Company, along with Edward Food Giant, the Gangster Museum of America, the Hattery of Hot Springs. Corky's Barbecue is providing the food. That's That by itself is worth the price of the ticket. Hogman's Game Day Superstore, they'll be selling on site. And thanks also to Party Time Rentals. So, all that straight ahead. Do you have a live band there? Is that recorded? That is recorded. Okay. There is a band. They're hanging from the rafters, and I had not spotted them yet. Okay. All right. Is Roger through singing for a while? I guess so. Uh, Maybe they ran him him off the site. I'm not sure. Uh, By the way, you can book your next event here at the Hall. It is their industrial chick warehouse style venue. This, I'm reading from the script. Equally suited for receptions, fundraisers, corporate events, and more. And if you book now for your Christmas party, you will get 10% off. So make your reservations now at the hall. Hmm. Let's check back in with Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Now, I had to interrupt you because we had to go to the break, Kevin. You were talking about Anthony Black when we had to take the break. Yeah, I mean, he's just, you know, he's pushing 6'8", he's athletic. His court awareness is, is you know, about as good as it gets. Um, and that's saying a lot. That's saying a lot for a college freshman, the true freshman, but... I mean, there are things he does uh, in terms of facilitating, setting guys up. But, but you know, those are the wild plays, some of them that he makes, but just the little things, like bringing the ball court up, smaller guards trying to pressure him. He sees everything. He sees numbers advantage, so he's not going to try to just bully a smaller guard. Uh, he'll pass over him. He sees over everybody, so he'll make a play over him, and he doesn't have to continue to dribble or back down or – or overdo it, you know. So he he seems to understand, has feel for how to how to make winning plays in multitude of ways, and 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 so for a guy like that, and, and getting to see see it up close and personal, you know, uh, it's impressive. It's impressive. You don't see many six eight point guards, um, and, and the ones you do see that play at a really high level, you usually see him in the NBA. Um, he's going to do special things, I think, at Arkansas, even if he's here only a year. Um, and then you see he and Nick Smith Jr. again. You know, there's there's primary f- transition, there's there's secondary transition, and they seem to know how to create plays, not force things, but they see where, where everybody they see all the pieces on the board, and then they start picking and choosing how to how to win a play out of those situations. And so I think Arkansas, we were talking about three point shooting. I think we need to really pay attention to how good this team can be. I think it will be in transition both primary and secondary, playing above the rim. I mean, anytime you've got the kind of length and size and athleticism they have now, sometimes they can make it what, what you might not see coming uh, into an easy play. You know, um, you know, I go back to the Dan Gafford comparison with Trevon Brazil. There's some qualities there. If you remember how Dan made impossible, what would seem like impossible plays, 
make them sometimes look effortless. I think they've got, you know, I've talked about Michael Qualls. Again, they've got three guys that can do that. And then and then you've got, you know, Nick Smith Jr. and, and Anthony Black that are kind of seeing the potential there for what these guys can do to finish a play. And so before defense knows what's hit them, they've been beat over the top or someone's gotten behind them and there's a, a pass on the money and now it's an easy layup. Uh, so if this team does shoot the ball, we'll go back to the three ball. If, if, if you know if there's improvement there, I think it's a scary notion because Arkansas was a really good team last year, despite not being a good three point shooting team. Uh, and this team, I think, is going to have some other qualities that make it easier to score than last year's team did. And if it's and it, and so, if it gets better shooting from three, which I expect it probably will. I mean, they, the team was ranked in the three hundreds last year. I think it bodes well on the offensive side because I always think Musman's going to figure out what combinations work best on defense. I think that's always going to be the calling card anyway. That's where things are going to start for Arkansas success, and they'll figure that out. The rest of it, I think, will you know, kind of like it did last year, fall into place enough to, to support the defense. Uh, but there are just so many weapons there right now, and a guy like Anthony Black and Nick Smith Jr. makes the game easier for everybody else. Um, that's kind of a scary notion because that's the one thing I thought outside of poor three-point shooting last year. Arkansas really liked consistent decision-making and poor leadership from primary handlers. I thought Jalen Williams was probably their best passer and decision-maker, uh, but he wasn't a guard. He, had, he just had some guard qualities. These guys are going to be on the ball a lot, and I think they're going to make other guys better. And I just think Arkansas, I just, like I said, what I saw yesterday, this looks just what the elements are, the components, looks Final Four caliber to me. There's a long way to go. We're in July. You know, chemistry, figuring out roles. Does everybody buy in? Do you have, you know, Melsman's really pleased with the team bonding and the way that they care about each other and, and spend time together and different things. So, so, so far, not only what we see, but what we're hearing, this could be a special season, guys. Let's talk with uh, Bill. Bill, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Well, you know I got a following, and uh, it's at the table. It's at the show tonight, and everybody's going to – You know, I was yeah. speaking with Ed from Cabot. You know that, don't you? I mean – Yeah, I got, uh, how, how popular you are. Yeah, we've heard how popular you are, but you're the only yeah, one that have, has told us how popular you are. Nobody else has. Well, I'm looking for well, your well, autograph well, booth, Bill, Ed, John – <laughs> Listen, guys, I'm just pulling your leg. You know, I call in my alter ego. I'm Eddie Griebel from Bryan, Arkansas. I'm a loser. Okay, I graduated Bryan '83, went to Marines, got my ass shot off, but everything's cool. Uh, Lebanon sucks, but anyway, listen, man, I just like playing with y'all. Okay, uh, Tommy Smith in my you know, first cousin Mike Grebel were best friends, and they used to hang out a long time ago. That's the only reason why I call. But the main thing is, I'm excited about these basketball players that the coach is talking about. It's really exciting to hear what possibly, potentially, at six, eight, six, five, and forwards about to happen at Arkansas, and and the way Coach Musk coaches. I mean, I'm really excited about it. And I would go to the show tonight that y'all are going to put on, but I got to work. So, but I always love your show, 
and I'm sorry I pulled your leg, but I'm coming clean. <laughs> I'm being honest about it. But now, I Bill, have a, are you I have are a, you fibbing about are you fibbing about having to work tonight? No, I really am. I'm a, I, I work on the railroad. I drive trains. I go to Dixon, Missouri. Wait, but I thought you were the chief Jonesboro. of police. I thought the chief know, of police. I know that's an alter and, ego. It was a joke with a friend of mine that my listen my my son-in-law oh, is an Bill. actual. Bill, hey, we got to go. We got to go. I know, but we listen, to, my son-in-law is the actual police. Hour number two, straight ahead.